Okay, so, good morning everyone. I would like to, to share the parable of the donut. <laughs> my, own, my own parable, my own experience. So I would like to start off, because we live in a day and age where I'm not really concerned about anybody here, but people might hear online, there seems to be an incredible gift among the populace for misinterpreting what people say and pulling out the wrong messages from it. When I tell the parable of the donut, let me start off by clarifying, I do not believe that it is a sin to eat donuts. I do not believe that donuts are sinful inherently. Gluttony is a sin. Lack of self-control is a sin. Being a bad steward is a sin. If you can, if you in good conscience, by faith, can enjoy your donuts, enjoy your donuts, I don't care. That is not the point of what I'm talking about today, okay? So, are we clear? I'm not preaching a new dietary legalism where you'll be saved by not eating donuts. That's not what we're talking about. Okay, that being said, I'm going to start off with a little story from yesterday. So yesterday, I had a work call, had to go pull a well pump in the morning, and my wonderful wife had set a smoothie and a protein bar in the fridge for me, so I had a quick breakfast ready to go, nice and healthy, and grabbed those, took them, and thought to myself, this is great, but I'm going to go do a bunch of physical labor, I'm going to be hungry really fast. So, when I stopped to fill up the truck, I grabbed a couple of donuts and had them to supplement my breakfast. And it worked. I wasn't hungry until, like, lunchtime later in the day. But by the time I was finishing that second donut, I was just like, I felt, I mean, I, wasn't, I didn't, like, feel like I was going to vomit kind of sick. I just, my stomach was like, what are you doing to me? Don't give me more of this stuff. This spurred on spiritual takeaways for me because I was just thinking about the picture of what it means to walk in holiness. When I was a kid, and Grandma can probably attest to this because she was the donut lady growing up, I, I would pack away as many donuts as I was allowed. I don't remember what the number was, but I just know that you had to stop me. I would, I would keep going until there were none left or... I was told not to. And now, I, I just I couldn't do that, wouldn't want to do that. So what changed? I don't know. You can scientifically analyze it. Do I metabolize sugar differently at 28 than I did at 8 years old? I, I don't know. Probably. Do they put more sugar in donuts now than they used to? Maybe. That, all that's beside the point. My point is, and the thing that I'm seeing is, as Bethany and I have grown in our just trying to eat healthy as a family, my appetites have changed. There are things that I used to really, really like that now I, I can still enjoy sometimes. Sometimes I can't. Like that's about the end of that second donut. I was done enjoying donuts because my appetite has changed. So, okay, great. This is not a talk about diets. This is not, that's not the point that I'm driving at here. My point is 1 John 2.15. We're going to go through 1 John. Dad is taking us through 1 John. And so I want to give a, a parable that I hope might come in handy as we go through. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. 
If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, there is a command there. Don't love the world. Are we supposed to obey that command? Are we supposed to obey that command? Yes, absolutely. Is that something that we're supposed to do? It's, it, it's okay, you can... Give me, give me some feedback. Yes, yes, that is something we're supposed to do, okay? We are supposed to not love the world. But if anyone does love the world, what is the cause of that? Is the cause of that their lack of volition? Their lack of trying not to love the world? No. The cause is the love of the Father is not in him. That is the foundational cause. So yes, you do need to obey the command. But you can't unless the love of the Father is in you. And this is the gospel. This is the gospel where God loves us first. He puts his love into us first. And because of that, we come alive. Because of that, we bear fruit. Because of that, our appetites change. So, we are supposed to obey that command not to love the world. But we have to obey it like Christians and not like Pharisees. The goal is not to work up the gumption to do it in our own strength to where I just, I deny all the stuff that I really would like to do, but I'm not going to do it because I'm not supposed to love the world. And you have a problem there. Now, this is not to say that we get saved and we're magically just, okay, no more temptation, no more... Uh, worldliness has lost all its appeal. I mean, sometimes the Lord radically, you know, the drunk that gets saved and God just, boom, delivers him. No more temptation. He's free. And that's awesome when the Lord does that. That's not always how it works. Normally, we will struggle with our sin patterns and desires until we die. But the question is, do you see fruit in your life of God weaning you off of the love of the world? Are you growing in your delight in Christ? Or is it just a matter of, I'm a Christian, so I'm not supposed to do that? Now, I'm also not saying that there's never times where that's the case. There certainly will be. There will be times where you do not emotionally feel like resisting sin, and you are called by God, by his word, to choose to do it anyway, in the power of Christ, and do what is right. Even when that temptation feels really, really enticing. Okay, But what I'm trying to drive down is our perspective on the heart. God gives us new affections. So let's, let's look at some practical analogies, okay? Let's take a child who doesn't steal his sibling's toy because he knows if I do steal, my, if I do s- steal Johnny's toy, then I'm going to get a whooping. That might be okay at five because they're learning the concrete boundaries of obedience. If that's still the case at 15, we have a problem. We don't want this young person to just be living in fear of punishment. If I could get away with it, I'd totally steal that toy. But I know I can't get away with it, so I'm not going to steal the toy. That's not obedience out of love. That's obedience out of law, out of legalism. This is what I'm supposed to do. My heart's not in it, but I'm towing the line. Another example would be, imagine a marriage. Take a a married couple and... The husband says, well, 
I'd really like to stare at that inappropriate billboard as we're driving down the street, but I know I'm not allowed to. How do you feel about that marriage? Is that headed in a good direction? No. It, would, would a wife be content with that? No. Now, does that mean that there's never times where a husband has, is going to feel a temptation and really desire to do something he knows he shouldn't, and he has to choose to do what is right? Well, sure, there will be those times, and a, a godly wife will understand that and honor him for making the right choice. But if his hard attitude about fidelity is just, ugh, I'm married now, I'm stuck with just this one woman, I can't do anything else, that's a problem. And no, no woman would be or should be content with that, right? Because she wants her husband to love her, to want her, to be faithful to her because he wants to be faithful to her. Because you're my girl. I, I like you. I love you. I don't want anybody else. You're the one for me. That's how we are called to obey the Lord. It's not supposed to just be this wooden, uh, okay, guess I'm not allowed to X. I guess I'm not allowed to be a glutton. I guess I'm not allowed to waste my time. I guess I'm not allowed to fill in the blank. Whatever, whatever the sin is, it's supposed to be a relationship of love. I keep the commandments of God because I love Christ. So I'm not getting rid of his word. I'm not getting rid of his commandments. I love his word because I love him. His word is an expression of who he is. So I want to walk in obedience to him. I want to draw near to him. So I love his word. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. You can't say that about... A law that is just, it's just there to kind of steal all your fun. If your affections are with the world and the law comes in and says, no, you can't do that. And you can't do that. And you can't do that. And you can't do that. You're going to hate the law. Or maybe you're going to see the law as well. I guess I'm righteous now because look, I, I check the boxes. I'm a good Pharisee. I keep, keep the law. But that's not what we're going for. That's not what scripture is going for. Scripture is saying, Christian, do you love the world? If you don't. Love the world on a heart level. If you're seeing the love for the world fade away in your heart, that is evidence that God is saving you and sanctifying you and working on you. That's evidence that you are within the faith. If you do love the world, man, I wish and just constantly, I wish I could this, I wish I could that, I wish I'm not supposed to, not allowed to. Uh, then you need to search yourself, examine yourself. Is the love of God really in your heart? Do you have a living faith? Or are you just a Pharisee who's checking boxes because that's what mom and dad did? Or that's where all my friends are? Well, just give that up and go be honest. Either just walk away and go live with what you truly love in the world or repent and come to Christ. This applies in so many different areas. There's so many things where we're prone to just think of what am I allowed to do? That's not the goal. Am I allowed to eat the donuts? Yes, but the goal is, now there are some things that no. Like, am I allowed to commit adultery? No, you're not allowed to. That's straightforward. Those are the black and whites. And if you're in that area, then you've really got some issues that need addressed. But it's not just the black and white areas. It's also the gray areas. Am I allowed to watch movies, surf Facebook, listen to music, listen to this kind of music, dress this way? eat this food, whatever. All these wisdom area issues, we're so prone to thinking of them as, what am I allowed to do? How far can I go? What we should be seeking is a heart of love for Christ so that I develop tastes 
of Jesus. I have opened my mouth wide and he has kept his promise to fill it. I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good so that I stop wanting that stuff. So that I, I really, I don't want the donuts because I know how that makes me feel. And I'd, I'd rather have something better. I'd rather have something true, something real. So how does that apply in all these, these, these wisdom areas? Well, that's the point of wisdom areas. I can't tell you how it applies for you. That's between you and the Lord to walk out. But I can say, you want to be growing. I want to be growing. We should be growing in our love for the Lord and asking him to fill us up with him so that we're satisfied in Christ and we develop a taste, so that we don't love the world. So that when, when the discussion of modesty comes up, it's not a matter of, well, what, but I like this. And I, well, I mean, technically I'm allowed to wear this, and that's the wrong discussion. I'm not trying to draw lines for anybody. I'm saying, where's your heart? Is your heart, I, I taste this. This tastes like Jesus. I want this because this tastes like Jesus. This shines Jesus. Submission between a wife and a husband. Be both the mutual submission of a husband submitting his desires to love and serve his wife and the authority submission as the wife submits to her husband's authority. Is that a matter of delight or is that a matter of ugh, I'm constrained by scripture I have to do this again sometimes there are things we have to do when we don't feel like it but if that's if that's where our heart is at if that's home for our heart that's just normal for our heart every time I run up against what the Bible tells me to do it's ah, man again that's a problem it should be delight I love God's word I love getting to Lay down my desires. I love getting to submit to my husband. I love getting to, um, to say, give. There'd be another one, right? Contentment is my delight in my money. That's a great one because there is no law where it's like, okay, you are supposed to give. I mean, you can discuss tithing. Set tithing aside, whatever your views on tithing are. We know we're supposed to be generous and to give to the poor and so on. There is no... Uh, no standard where I can I can say okay did you give twenty percent to the poor this year okay then you know you're you're a sinner you failed that's something that's between us and the Lord so we can get away with it in other words I can get away with being stingy because there's no there's no real metric it's a question of whether I love Christ and my love for Him and His love for me are spilling out in love for others so ask yourself am I loving the things of the world. Stop thinking of it in terms of, am I doing things that are no-nos? I mean, yeah, that's, 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 that's the milk. That's the basics. Don't be doing no-nos. Yeah. Don't be committing adultery, murdering people, stealing. But am I pursuing Christ? Am I getting a taste for him? Do I love him and does his love for me fill me up and satisfy me? So that when I'm watching a movie and I haven't read my Bible, it's not, oh, I guess I have to go read my, read my Bible. But rather, man, I missed my time with the Lord. Turn that off. I want to go spend time with Jesus, right? That's what we're going for. That's what we're going for, a heart for Christ where I can listen to the, that music that I used to like and it's not, oh, I'm not supposed to listen to this, but rather, that doesn't, huh? that doesn't taste good anymore. I don't want that anymore. I don't want those donuts. I'm going to go have a smoothie. A scriptural smoothie.
We want hearts that are pursuing Christ out of love. That's what the Lord wants for us. So if the world is still attractive to you, that, that's normal if, if we're fighting it and growing in sanctification and growing in our taste for Christ and seeing him work in us. And so we walk by faith and ask him to give us those tastes, that delight in him. And are you, are you willing to set those things on the altar? Are you willing to not fight for my right to do X? Because that's the wrong heart. I'm not coming here to tell you, no, you can't do X anymore. I'm not worried about X. I'm saying love Jesus from a heart level. The gospel, come, repent, believe, seek Christ first. Lay it all down. And once you've yielded that to him, my desire to be married, my desire to be single, my desire to watch movies, my desire to dress a certain way, my desire to eat a certain way, my desire to have such, such and such money or own such and such car or whatever. I've laid that all at the feet of Christ. And now it's not a question of, Am I allowed to? It's a question of my delight is in Christ. Lord, what do you want me to do? And you, you still have preferences. You still have, and you can still enjoy God's good. In fact, you can enjoy God's good gifts more now because I'm walking in the freedom of faith in Christ. I'm not trying to check boxes. So yeah, I'm going to get that car. Praise the Lord. He provided the money. I feel like it's a wise investment. Boom, I'm getting the car that I've, I've wanted for years and the Lord provided, right? If that's subject to the love of Christ, then great. But that should be the driving force of how we walk, seeking to love and to please the one who loved and saved us. And if that is not there in our hearts, if it is just a question of how far can I go, what am I allowed to do before I bump up against the annoying rules of the Bible, then we need to stop and do a heart check because you might not know Jesus at all at that point. The scripture tells us, if you love the world, the love of God is not in you. So that's not something that we uh, hyperanalyze because, yeah, we've all got a little bit of love of the world still that we got to fight. But it is something scripture gave us as a warning. If, you're, if, you are a, if you could be described as a lover of the world, not as somebody who has to fight the love of the world sometimes because we all do. But if you could be described as a lover of the world, there's a good chance that you're not saved. And that should give all of us pause and make us think and ask the Lord to pour out his love in our hearts. We come to him by faith and then we walk forward in the love of Christ. That's the way we want to be. Taste and see the Lord is good. Once we've really tasted of Christ, the things of the world grow strangely dim. They lose their savor. And that is gospel holiness. Changed affections because of the grace and the love of God.